Welcome to Spring the Beacon with Ryan Rieger. Today we're playing Lego, and Daddy has other dice stay on my play Lego. Hey guys, welcome back to the Streams of Income radio show. I'm your host, Ryan Rieger, and today, Stephen and I are back together on a co-hosted episode where we are chatting with Melissa Hughes. Now, Melissa's been on two times before. This is her third time, and we, Stephen and I, are working with her in a VA service where we help people take their long-form content, like a podcast, and chop it up into social media pieces like Facebook Reels, Instagram Stories, Instagram Reels, TikTok videos, and all that. Melissa is the head of that department. We were on a call with our uh, lead VA team of this morning, and the, one of the VAs just had an awesome story of how one of the VAs that we have hired has been able to uh, get out of the depression he's been battling to be able, he was homeless, and now he has a, a, a place to live because of our VA service. Like, that is so awesome. And then we were saying that is ministry. I've always felt that my business is a ministry and it's my ministry. I don't feel called to be a pastor. I don't feel called to be a missionary. Uh, I feel called to support those folks, but I feel like what I do in my business is just as much ministry as the pastor up on the uh, platform every single Sunday or that missionary that's in Africa. Um, I am doing what I'm called to do. And in this episode with Melissa, we just explore that. We talk, Melissa has been in ministry in the past. And we talk about, you know, as business owners, what can we do to become more involved in the kingdom? What are those things that we can have a kingdom impact? How can we use our business skills to do that? This was just an awesome, uh, just conversation uh, between the three of us. And uh, I know you're going to love it. Here it is. Melissa, welcome back to Streams of Income. So good to have you. I'm so excited to be here. I feel so honored that I'm like a third time guest. That's awesome. <laughs> so glad to have you on here. And Stephen, you're joining us too, because we got all just got off of a amazing call with our VA leadership team. If we have time, we'll share a story from that. But Melissa, something came out from our, that last call that we think is a perfect just a conversation topic that we can talk about in business and ministry and all that. So do you want to just kick it off? Oh my goodness. Yes. Well, I just basically the testimonial that just came from our business, I was moved to tears because it was um, somebody that we hired that was struggling with depression, suicide, feeling like they don't want to live. Um, and because they got a job in a, in something that they feel um, gives them time freedom, yeah. uh, being a part of a good community of people, they have been able to not only overcome some of these like suicidal thoughts, but also have enough money to get a house. And it's just so life-changing for them. And we were listening to this testimonial from somebody on our team. And it's just, I'm like, I'm literally blown away because to me, that is ministry. Like mm -hmm. to me, that is God moving in somebody's life in such a powerful way. Mm -hmm. And I'm just seeing the impact of how God is moving in the marketplace mm -hmm. and how it's all about the kingdom and helping people really like take authority in their life and take Jesus at his word and start to bring transformation into their life in such a way that I haven't seen it before. 
Mm. So we can talk about it, but just how like the marketplace and ministry and the church and kind of the differences, but also like the opportunity. Yeah, for sure. There's a a thought that um, I feel like is a lie of the devil. And it's that um, if I'm sitting in the congregation, I'm, you know, I'm a business owner sitting in the congregation, like true ministry is up there on stage, the pastor, the worship leader, that I'm somehow lesser. Like I, I, if I truly want to serve God or it's like, it's almost like it's sacred versus secular. It's like what they're doing is holy and sacred. What I'm doing in the workplace and the marketplace is somehow lower is more is demeaning. It's, uh, you know, it, it comes down to like, um, there's a, I haven't seen it, but the Lego movie and it talks uh-huh. and Mr. Business is a bad guy. And it's this, cultural thought that business is evil and everything and you know you know being in church is good church is good and business is bad and man that's so not true and it makes us as business owners feel like well if i really want to serve god i have to pick up my family move to you know zimbabwe and become a missionary and it's just not 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 true yeah you know it's really funny because um i just think too if we want to make and this is this is going to be challenging to think about but if we really want to make Jesus right attractive to the world is the world really going to want our Jesus I'm being so candid but is he really going to want our Jesus mm-hmm. if we are constantly struggling financially if mm. we are constantly overworked and overburnt out because the church it has a lot of needs um, there's a lot of people that serve a lot and a lot of times it's the very zealous ones. Um, I think, you know, we did church ministry for a long time. I think really it's 20% of the overall congregation actually serves and the rest of people just attend. So mm-hmm. that 20% of people that are excited on fire, hungry, are giving so much of their time, effort, and energy mm-hmm. to serving in the church, which is amazing and so awesome. And needed i mean we need people to serve on a sunday sure. but also um a lot of times they're over serving they're over burnt out they have these hearts that want to serve god that they don't have boundaries to say no because they think to say no to serving is not pleasing to god like there's a lot yeah. there um and then a lot of times they spend so much time at church that they're not actually in the marketplace in yes. the world having the time to meet with people outside right? Going into the unsaved places because they're at church on a Sunday twice and then in the evening and then on a Wednesday and then on the Friday, like guys night. (laughs) And then again on the Saturday morning men's Bible study. And it's awesome. Like it's awesome. But to have Christians that are business owners, sorry, I'm just going to go on a rant because I'm on preach. Have Christians that are business owners that can create their own kingdom culture that is not dependent upon somebody else's values, right? You get to create it. So you can have a business full of integrity. You can have a business that preaches the gospel. You can have a business that operates on kingdom principles that can be a resource to non-believers. Like a lot of non-believers will not enter the doors of a church, but they do need their oil changed. (laughs) And you know what? They do need to lose weight and they do need financial advice, like advising. And you have those skills. Mm -hmm. So now you've created a business, maybe a card business that you offer 
Um, you offer oil changes. You offered car detailing. Here comes an unsafe person that would never go, go to church, but they meet you. They build a relationship with you. You can share the gospel with them. And not only that, you could even provide a job for them yes. that could change their life and give them an opportunity to have a totally different life. So mm. this is a big conversation. I know I could just steal the whole thing, but no, what keep talking. Guys- I mean, it, um, it comes down to um, also we had just had Mike Thacker on our podcast called Mike Drop is his book. And page 99, he said, marketplace is the ministry. He says, marketplace is the ministry. Marketplace is the ministry. Repeat it like a mantra. And he just talks about the, that that's where it's at. And then Ephesians yeah. chapter four talks about the equipping of the saints. That's what we go to church for yeah. is that we go to church to get equipped and then go out and do our jobs. And, you know, you, Melissa, you are very evangelical. You, you have, um, just the, the uh, words of knowledge that come to you when you meet people, God highlights people and you flow in that gift. Um, but, you know, like you said, the person that owns a car oil changing business, that's, that is as much ministry. You can't, it can be, if you use it the right way as yeah. your pastor on Sundays and, and, and you're the people who come to your, your shop, aren't necessarily going to be the same people who go to church. And so you have an opportunity to reach people in business that yeah. you can't in min- in traditional ministry. Absolutely. And, you know, like, I just feel that for me personally, you know, my background was um, really in the church. Like my husband and I, we were in ministry. We church planted overseas in the UK. And um, when we were church planting, you know, in fairness, we, my husband tried to get a job and in the process of that, while we were going to be leading and planting a church, which is a, a job in and of itself, full-time position, um, he got into a bad car accident. And during that time, it was just really funny because like, we couldn't work, mm-hmm. but we're trying to be like, come follow Jesus. <laughs> but we're literally living uh, on a cemetery in the valley in Wales, church planting, but because we're struggling so bad financially, I'm stressed out. I'm have anxiety. I'm overworked. Um, we're trying to build a church. And it was just, it's hard to make, it's hard to make Jesus. I'm, I'm like trying to hold this tension because I, because the church is so needed 100%. But also like, I just feel like there are Christians that believe, that truly believe that the only way that you can serve God is by doing it in the church and it's important and a part of like my goal with this conversation is just to maybe open up people's minds to think like look yes like serve in the church but also do you have other gifts talents skills and abilities that god might want to use outside by starting a business where you can give people job opportunities to help them create and build and give you time freedom Mm-hmm. And I feel like what I'm doing now with um, working uh, in the marketplace is I feel like I have al- almost have more opportunity to share with non-believers yes. and um, give people opportunity to create sustainable income by be- by giving them a job mm-hmm. that can um, really tra- change and transform their life and create sustainable income for themselves rather than just like giving people a handout by like giving them a thousand dollars to bail them out of a situation. But now I have an opportunity to give them a job, which is just incredible to me. It is. 
Yeah. yeah, having an impact is something that we were constantly having a conversation about. And yeah. I think Mike talked about it too. I think he was talking about it more in like the missions sense of like what what data points are they looking at? And he was like, the winning of souls is a data point that they're constantly looking at. I know I've gone to our church and tried to help out in many different ways. And it's like, oh, you can be a greeter. You can help you park a car. And I was just like, I don't, I don't think this is a good use of my skills. I did that for a while. And it was something I wrestled with for a long time and just go like, I, I feel called to help the church, but I don't feel like this is the thing I'm supposed to be doing to help the church. Now I <clears throat> advise them on YouTube and get the message out and a lot of like business things that I have. So now I feel like that's a better use of my skills. It still feels yeah. like it's kind of rubbing up against like the traditional way of doing things. So it feels like sometimes I'm not having an impact, but this like, impact feel is a driving factor for me. And I, I think yeah. there is some like traditional way of helping the churches inside the church, doing that stuff and outside and which one's more impactful and helping. But I think after today's call, it was very clear to me what my position in the body of Christ is supposed to be. And it is more in the field of marketplace because what was shared today I've never had that impact inside the church. I've never mm -hmm. helped direct cars or do anything inside the church that had somebody say what was said today to me. So it was like, I even messaged Ryan. I was just like, oh, here it is. This is what we've been talking about a bunch. And I just like, I don't feel like I'm having an impact. What am I doing? Like, it just feels like I'm, I don't know, wasting time, but just spending a lot of time doing stuff that's not really having an impact. And then to hear what was shared today, I go, all right, now it's clear. Like, that's why I, yeah. a lot of, I say, to Ryan all the time. I feel like I'm wrestling Jesus. I'm not really wrestling. He's just trying to guide me and I just <laughs> kick it and fight and yeah. scream the whole way. But it was very clear today of like, oh, now I don't fully still understand my direct position of Christ, but this is at least the direction I'm supposed to be heading and I am having an impact. Mm -hmm. And it, I don't know, it just made me feel real good. We talked to Mike about ego. I don't know if it was like ego or like, oh, look what I did. It was just like, no, nah, it's confirming what we collectively are doing and it is having an impact. And that's what I've been searching for. I don't know what the data point is, but whatever was said today is what I'm looking for to just recognize that any actions that I'm doing are having an impact. I don't know if there's a data thing that I'm measuring other than just like hearing it. So it's given me a thousand percent like confirmation to like continue to do what I'm doing because it is having an impact. Mm. Yeah. And you know, I think, um, I think there's really a marrying of the two because like, so my background is really like, I got so on fire when I saw people getting supernaturally healed. Um, I saw people like getting saved on the street, you know, like I have had it where I've just been fully transparent because we're just going to go there. I've seen people get set free from the demonic, like literally yeah. seen people, spirits leave people's bodies, seeing light come in their eyes, seeing people receive Christ, seeing people um, get supernaturally healed. But I think where I found it frustrating for myself was we would see those things and you're like, amazing, this is so incredible. But then you might meet them a week, two weeks, a year later, and they're back to where they were because mm. they weren't able to make a sustainable change. Yeah. And to me, with what we're doing with business, is we're giving people an opportunity to take their God-given gifts, talents, skills, and abilities, mm. make money from them, which is not evil. We need money to survive. Help them get equipped, build confidence, 
take mm. authority and take dominion on the earth, which is mm. what Christ tells us to do. Preach. Like, go forth and multiply, <laughs> yes. right? Be fruitful. And I think for like believers, this is something I've been thinking about a lot. For believers, we're like, God, just bless us. Like We just <laughs> ask God that you would provide for us. And he's like, hang on. No, no, no. It's thank you, God, that you are going to provide. Thank you, God, that you are my provision. Now I'm going to take what you've given me in faith and step out of the boat and I'm going to start the thing yeah. and know that you're going to provide the next step. I think we are waiting on God to move yes. when he's like, I'm waiting on you. Like I told yeah. you, to he's go. already given them it's an idea work. to implement and they're not implementing it. Right. Because we have this like belief that, you know, God, what do you want me to do? It's like our calling is like out in outer space. <laughs> and the thing that shifted it for me was when God's like, no, most, what do you want to do? Why are you sitting here in your car, praying, crying, being a victim to your own life when it's like, what do you want to do? What do you enjoy? What are you good at? And go and do that. Right. Mm -hmm. And in the process, like, this is where I'm coming up with like the marrying of the two in the process. Sorry, guys. I'm just going to keep going. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> but it's like, what if we could get christians to learn these business skills and then what if we could get business owners to learn when can you identify when the holy spirit is moving on a person to stop and give them a word of knowledge when can you like really equipping business owners mm -hmm. with gifts of the spirit okay yeah. great so now you have them in your chair you've given them a job now how can you move in a word of knowledge or in a prophetic word or pray for healing yeah you know what i'm saying yeah and they're going to be more likely to respect you because you have given them you you have you have that stage with somebody when you provide a job. Yeah. I'm just excited. Mm. Yeah, Mike talked about that too when he was talking about his contractor and then he was able to take that second that's not my skill or gift. I I I'm trying to get better at recognizing those moments, but I think yeah. when I'm thinking business is like business, that's whatever we talk about here. I don't have time for it. We got to get back to business. But I think you nailed it also, Melissa, just like recognizing those points. But it, you, you do have a relationship with somebody when you are in that marketplace feel and you do have the ability to communicate with them versus like what I try to do in the church is like it doesn't really give you a time to have that relationship to talk to the people but, but in the marketplace you are doing business you are building that relationship and yeah. then you can identify those moments and then take those and either pray for them share testimonial do anything in that moment because you do have a relationship with them but that's very interesting to identify that in the marketplace because mm -hmm. this is now the second time on this podcast that i'm hearing that but it's just something that i'm consistently there's a pattern that i'm hearing and i am recognizing that i'm not yeah. good at that <laughs> identifying that moment and leading it i'm just like oh, yeah that's nice <laughs> let's get yeah. back to work but it's just like yeah but i think like even on our business call last week wednesday we like had a meeting and it was going well but then i just felt like i was like it almost like there wasn't necessarily like a clear agenda. And so at that point I was like, Hmm, what do you want to do God? <laughs> and then you start like tuning in and tapping into the supernatural. And you're like, do you want to say anything to anybody? Does anyone need to be encouraged? What do you want to like do in their hearts? What do you want to do in their lives? And like, if we could just be open to that. Um, and it's really just like a matter of training yourself yes. to be open to God speaking. And then just, 
It's just so mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, but, a um, lot of people on that call said that felt like church. And I agree. It was just like it turned from a business meeting into church. Yeah. And I don't know. I, that's not something I would recognize. I've realized that like this is lingering. I was more like, all right, let's wrap it up and get back to work. <laughs> yeah. But I'm glad you stepped up and just said, like, hey, can I take this in a different direction? Everybody was open to it. And then it just yeah. it did feel like you led church. So I appreciated it. But just like recognizing those things. But I do want to encourage anybody that's listening. If you're struggling with that, too, of just like, I feel like I should be doing something inside the church, but it doesn't feel like there's a good fit for me. I think just keep praying about it and ask God to show you those opportunities. And it might not be inside the church or even like with the church. It might be outside in the marketplace because that's something I'm recognizing a lot more and more. It's just like, oh, I feel I do help out the church, but more of my God-given talents and abilities are in the marketplace. And I do feel like I'm having much bigger impacts on the marketplace and with individual people Mm -hmm. than even in the church. It is a weird thing, but today was very eye-opening to me to go like, oh, okay, this is affirming what I'm struggling with. So it makes me feel a lot better. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And it, you know, it was really cool. There's a church um, here in uh, New Mexico and, and that's where I am right now. And honestly, I visited it now three times and I'll tell you what, there is somebody who is very business minded behind this church. I'm just going to talk about it for a minute. Cause I feel like it's probably the best version of what I've seen of like the church really functioning and operating from a business mindset. And let me share what that is, is we, we walked into church and there's at least five people that are like, obviously very welcoming. And then somebody that's like, Hey, um, like, can we help? Can I help you? Somebody coming in. Yeah, this is our first time. Okay, great. Now, a lot of churches do this. They have greeters, right? A lot of times those greeters are just at the door and they say, hi, welcome to church. And then the people just walk on past. Well, these people were there to be like, they walked us to the back. They noticed we had children, walked us to the back, stayed with us the whole time, got our kids into the kids ministry, and then also handed us a connect card which a lot of churches do this, but this is what this church did. They were like, hey, the first time that you visit, you're going to get a gift. And then the second time that you visit, you're going to get an even better gift. And then the third time that you visit, (laughs) that's going to be the best gift. Do you know what that is? That's a lead magnet. (laughs) It is. That's literally a lead magnet. Yeah. And the church is actually in a movie theater. That the church bought the movie theater and the one side still up functions as a movie theater so unsaved people are going in there all the time and on the other side uh, like functions as a church so also when you walk in you smell the popcorn which is so inviting but it's like they're running a business and in the church and so then like this is also amazing we fill out the connect card we go get we go get our free gift and then that week we got a video message from the pastor saying Hey, Melissa, thank you so much for coming. Just want to just want to say like a video message, a video message, which is amazing. Personalized, personalized. And we got a phone call. Mm. So like, do you like. And so and every single time we've gone back, we've gotten a better gift. And also what's gift number three? What are the the gifts? The first gift was free bag of popcorn. Yeah, I remember that. (laughs) Free popcorn. The second gift was a journal with a pen. Uh The third okay. gift was a, a really nice mug. So, nice. Nice. I mean, it's great. But then even when you're sitting there, like wa- like waiting for church to start because it's in a movie theater, 
they're just showing you clips of like life in the church and community wow. and things you can get involved in. And I'm just like, man, there's That's a business so awesome. person behind this. Yeah. So like just the follow up, the lead generation, the capturing yeah. people, it's just really good. Yeah. I heard somebody say that I'm um, just totally off topic here, but that whole process of the the gifts would be a great way if you had a, a restaurant, you know, if your first time here, you get it, you get something free. You come back the second time, ma'am or sir, it's a better gift. And you come back the third time, it's an even better gift. I heard somebody say that it was just an Instagram story or real or something like if you're a restaurant owner, yeah. implement this process to get people yeah, to come I back. Yeah, and do it in the church. Like, I think we'll be like, hey, here's a free gift. And maybe, yeah, maybe it's, I don't know, a bookmark or something. But but yeah. here's the thing. To do all these things, the church has to have money, you <clears throat> know? And, like, this is the thing. And I have i don't know. I know that we, the church oftentimes relies on um, tithes and offerings to do that. But what happens if your numbers go down? What happens if yeah. there's a pandemic? Yeah. So it's like, how is the church diversifying its income, mm -hmm. you know? And so this church has obviously bought out this movie theater. I don't know how they did it, but I just think like we need to be open to like getting, I, the church is not a business, but wise as a serpent, gentle as a dove. Like how can we leverage business-minded people yes. to make the church sustainable and to really be not just a place of salvation and healing, but a place of opportunity, mm. not just to serve, but to create jobs and resources, information, and really celebrate people in the marketplace. Mm. That's good. What do you think that looks like? Like if you, um, you know, you and Kean planted a church. So imagine that you guys were still in ministry in a in a pastor pastoral role in the actual church. What would you do? What do you feel like? Just off the top of your head, what are some things yeah. you would do to implement what you just said? I have some ideas, but I just wanted to uh, yeah. see what you think. I think like there would be a lot of it, like kind of, I mean, again, I need to like really think and process this, but like, is there a way to buy a business, like have church out of a business? So like maybe it's a restaurant. How could you partner with, and that like people are going in there regularly mm -hmm. and the restaurant is, is totally open to saying like, yeah, we actually have church here because yeah. a lot of, a lot of church plans, they maybe get, they try to, they go into a school. So that's not a business. Like, and so like, and then how could maybe you do some type of rev share? I don't know. Or, or like mm -hmm. buy out the building, something. Yep. yep. Like There's a church here that now. owns um, a church just down the road in Keller that um, I think owns part of the building they're a part of. They're in a, a strip mall, like a plaza. With, um, and there's different businesses and they own part of that and they want to buy the whole rest of the building and there's all kinds of businesses in there. And so there's just so much opportunity with that uh, yeah. to where they're earning revenue from the real estate income. And it's just incredible. And they also have a business incubator right there in their church. Um, and so they're yeah. trying to foster talent and actually come alongside people that have business minds, help them either just to, to start a business or grow their current one. Yeah. And I think like, you know, I think what happened even with this movie theater is the movie theater was failing during the pandemic mm. and the church went in and rescued it. Mm. Wow. And so mm. like, that's amazing. Cause that now, so they came into some type of rev share, but like, what if the church found a business that was struggling and the church was like, look, 
if we could bring our people here, even say to your church, hey, guys, could everybody come and eat here once a month? Like, I don't know. But yeah. like, and like try to rescue this business and go into yes. some type of rev share. I don't know. We're thinking things through and processing, <laughs> yeah. but like, then you are actually building into the community, re- like creating jobs for people, opportunities for people. Absolutely. I think we're, I think the church has come from this mindset for so long about like asking for handouts. You know, I have missionaries that have been like, hey, will you support me? And look, I'm not saying not to, because there needs to be that, but also like, wouldn't it be really amazing to help a missionary learn some skills, mm-hmm. wait, especially now creating online income, like, look, yeah. okay, yes, but like, don't, wouldn't you want to have the peace of mind that like, you can, you can create money, you can generate it, you can be a self-operating person to yes. generate your own income, to be able to yes. do what God's called you to do. Yeah. By creating a business for yourself and then also preach the gospel and be yeah. a missionary. Right. And I think like we're not thinking that way. We're just like mm-hmm. I think that there's room for both. Absolutely. Yeah, it almost feels like the church has a solution or just it, for example, if you hurt yourself and go to the doctor and they put a cast on and then you go like anytime I go to the doctor, the cast is the answer. It's not the mm-hmm. answer all the time. It is one solution if you break your arm or need something said or but it can't be the answer all the time and i i do agree with you the church does feel like i don't throw the church under there's a lot of nonprofits that feel like the hand out is the only yeah. way to operate and i think as business people we're looking for a more sustainable longevity like what is the actual impact how do we grow and scale this thing and it is not the answer all the time i'm not saying one is better than the other i'm just saying it it can't be the solution to always have a hand up. The cast is not always the answer. Like you go to the doctor for many more things than just a broken bone. So why does it feel to me like every time you go in the church, it's just like, we need money. We need money. It's like, okay, this is maybe an aside. I went to a men's meeting. We were looking for new ideas and they personally invited me. They had like tables set up and then you would go to different tables, like hearing what the problem was and then like offering solutions. They did this with people, business people, and the elders at the church were like listening to ideas, but every table I went to, they were just like, ah, we've never done it that way. We're not going to start doing it that way. It was just like, I thought that's what you brought me in for was new ideas. Like, I understand you've never done it this way. I understand that this is a new concept, but I would not be here if what you were doing was it's working. Perfect. It feels wild that that is like can sustain itself for so long, but it is just like the only way that this works, the way that you guys have it doing it is with donations, but donations are down so this is why you find yourself in a problem but it was like a rabbit chasing his tail it was just like there, there's no solution here other than just like you want to hear things and say we've never done it that way this is not the answer it's just like yeah. in business it's different it's like if your business is failing you're forced to do something different or you yeah. fail but the donations is like it continues to prop things up when it's just like uh, okay mm-hmm. it is a weird yeah concept that I, I i'm constantly struggling with and i just go like and when you talk to churches and they go like we do we can't do that because we're going to lose our nonprofit status or even talking to them about buying like real estate and they're like oh you can't do that with a nonprofit. i'm like but it's been done it's factually yeah. been done i've t- yeah. I just came from a meeting where a church that's <laughs> way smaller than this with like 20 members has a bunch of real estate and they're overfunding and they're having a huge impact on the community why is this multi 
building church struggling, but it's like even the buildings that you own are like so highly leveraged that it's put you in the position. Yeah. It's just like, I don't understand it, but I do think it's due to a constant hand out that lets mm-hmm. bad ideas, I guess, float to the surface and they just get stuck in that mode, mm-hmm. unwilling to change, which is like in business, you have to change. Like there's always yeah. an adaption. There's always something different that we're doing. I don't know. It's wild to me that churches can operate like that. Yeah, well, and it's funny, too, is like for young people, like, or someone that feels the call of God on their life to preach, they feel called to preach. They don't feel called to, like, manage. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, this is where, like, this is where, like, I I really think you told us a story about that like one pastor was doing one thing another pastor was doing something okay is that where you were going i apologize for jumping in front of no you. that is where i'm going is like for a young person that like let's say a young person gets saved feels the call of god to preach the gospel so they get in church this is what happens they get in church they start they start preaching the gospel they people recognize the gift on that young person so then they're like oh well, we're gonna put them we're gonna make them the pastor well, the pastor now for a lot of churches, it's not just meeting with people, which is actually a totally different gift, is what if they just had the call to preach? Now they're pastoring people, which is meeting with people, walking people through things, which is a totally different gift. And not only are they doing that, they're also on the bit, the meetings where they're having to allocate funds. They're, they're having to do the management, managerial side. Think about it from a business perspective, even for myself. I am not administrative. I am not. And if I'm now like I get into business, now I'm doing everything. Guess what? I'm going to get really burnt out. And this is where a lot of pastors, people that are on fire for Jesus, they love the Lord. They want to preach the gospel. They want to see people get saved. Now they're doing everything to the point where they're so burnt out. They're so overworked Mm. that they're just, they're tired. And they're, that is not the kingdom. So what I love is I went to a church recently where the preacher, he preaches. I'm sure he does more. I'm sure he does more. I'm sure he's on the board meetings and everything like that. But he has hired somebody to be pastoral. So he's doing video messages to all of his campuses because he's an amazing preacher. The pastor, he might not be able to speak. He might not be able to deliver the word. He might not be able to be as engaging or charismatic. But I'll tell you what, he can cry with people. He can walk people through things. He has the gift of discernment. He can call out sin in people and also help them overcome it. But guess what? On a Sunday morning, he's not the most engaging person to listen to. Mm. And so it's like, I just think like in the business world, we have, we have different strokes for different folks. (laughs) And in the church, it's like that pastor, that young person that was so excited, so on fire for God now gets into the church world and they get into the weeds of the whole thing. Cause it, it's a, it's a lot to run a church and to function. Yeah, it is. And, um, and then they're confused and wondering like, man, God, you called me into this. And, and now it's, now it's just too much. And, and there's that scripture in Proverbs that says, um, people perish for a lack of knowledge. And I think that there's a business minded, business minded mm-hmm. people that they could come in and consult in churches and be like, Hey, your gifting is to preach. You can deliver the word on a Sunday like nobody's business or you, you have a gift of leadership. But just because you have a gift of leadership does not mean you should be doing all the admin. Right. Yeah. So that what's the should... what's the business solution to this kingdom problem? <laughs> oh, gosh. 
I think it's that scripture, people perish for lack of knowledge. I think having conversations like these, mm-hmm. where what if a business person could go into a church, a church that might be struggling, yep. but is afraid to say, this is so important, is afraid to say, hey, we're struggling. Because if you say that, then it might make people lose faith in God. Because, oh, I thought God called us here. I thought God called us to this. And if God called us to it, then surely he'll make it fruitful. When it's, no, it's not that. It's like, we need to just realign, restructure, and get some new strategies in here. Yes. And put people in the right position so people are actually functioning and operating in their gift. Yes. And it's working together. It's like, that's where if I'm the pastor and I realize I just want to preach and that's my gift. I'd be looking for uh, somebody in my church that already has that gift of administration and giving them and they're, then they're going to be in their gift and they're going to be loving it. Um, and if you don't have somebody like that, then I think that's where not like an outside there's got, I bet there's already some agency or something that exists that can come alongside a church and help them. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And like, you know, when a lot of, I mean, a lot of people too, that go to like, get a theology degree and mm-hmm. they want to go into ministry well they have a theology degree but they don't have a degree on how to f- how to run a church right they just get thrown into that and then they're like yeah. oh god this is really hard exactly and because it's a nonprofit they're not they're relying on donations it's like oh man there's got to be there's got to yeah. there's a better Steven, way it's like the book emeth with the 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 cupcake baker the lady who loves it's just an example i don't know if that was a real person or not um, I don't, can't remember if that was a real example, but the, the lady who loves to make amazing cupcakes and she's good at everybody loves it. So she decides to start a business and then realizes, oh man, I got to do accounting and bookkeeping and all this. Other be the stuff. Janitor I just, yeah. just want to bake cupcakes. <laughs> Playing your role. And I think that's something that me and you, Ryan, talk about is just like, I, I feel I have a position in the body of Christ, but I don't know yeah. what it is, but I know that I need a lot of supporting to have an impact or do a thing. And I think that's what we are working into. We are now starting to put people together and going like, oh, this is how we have an impact. But it is very interesting that, I don't know, maybe the church has identified this, but it does feel like the person that preaches is defaulted into that position and they are taking on a bunch of roles. And I don't think any of those are good fits for, it's a very unique person that can be a pastor of a small church and do all of that stuff at a high level. Uh, And it seems extremely difficult and something that I would like to find some kind of solution for and help them out. And we've tried to help pastors in the past and I don't know if we've really identified it like that. Like, oh, you are not playing all these roles because you're not supposed to. Like, what is the one thing that Mm -hmm. you're really good at as the pastor? How can we help you stay in that zone of genius and then build a supporting staff around you? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that like the church, at least the church that I was a part of, like they did identify gifts, you know, like I was recognized as an evangelist and, and things like that. And I think like, I was told, look, you're not administrative. (laughs) So it's like, it's it's helping people identify gifts, but then also like there has to come a line of where someone gets brought on and hired and paid Mm. for what they do. Mm. And I think in the church, there's a lot of people that like we, we need volunteers. There is a sacrifice of service, right? But like, if somebody is, is like, okay, they're, they're doing the church finances and then they're also 
doing kids class on a Sunday because we lost another person or that person left. And then, and then they're managing that. And then they're taking on all these things. At some point there needs to be a conversation of like, Hey, we need this person. Can we compensate you for what you're doing? And I think the church or people feel really like weird about money and hiring and, but like, how can we make the church like generate that money to be able to pay people? Because I know a lot of people, young families, husband and wife that are serving every single Sunday, that are responsible, that are elders in churches that are not being paid a cent Mm -hmm. and they have young children Mm -hmm. and they are overworked, burnt Mm -hmm. out. And Mm -hmm. then they're struggling, struggling in their marriage because they're not making time. And then they're over serving in the church. And I don't think that that's healthy. Mm-hmm. Preach. And then if, you know, and then if they say, no, I can't serve. Well, then it's like, well, we don't have anybody this Sunday. They f- feel guilted into Yeah. I know those people too. And it is just like, they keep on like the person that does gets more to do and I don't, and they get paid less. And then, then when there's a budget cut, like they cut their pay and then ask them to do. Yeah. It is a weird yeah. situation. Then- Ryan, do you know if there's an e-myth? type book for the for church churches? i don't know that's a good question for scott okay i didn't mean to derail you i just i, I think that's a, a fascinating um discovery of like <laughs> maybe that's the pastor can't do 85 jobs like what are these things that are wrapped up and like how what is the pay is there a standard i think the more churches i talk to i realize like every church kind of does it a different way i don't know why in business there's like a org chart there must be mm-hmm. something like that in the church. I just don't yeah. know. And I'm sure somebody would be like, oh, it's this book and this. Like, people just don't know about it. But mm-hmm. in business, it seems very common to go like, here's the CEO, there's a CFO. And like, these are all the roles defined as, and this is kind of, they don't tell you like how to pay all these people, but at least it's like a structure for it. Yeah. It seems like every church I talk to is, they have a whole different structure and somebody else is doing something different. And then there's always like some weird need that people are doing a bunch of extra work for. Even at our church, me and Ryan had a call with, our online pastor like that was his role but he was doing a bunch of stuff he was programming coding designing it was just like this is not one person this is like a full department with like 20 or 30 other people like how do they expect him to do all of these things now they've restructured and they moved a stuff bunch of stuff around but at the time i was just like this is insane like they can just consistently dump like anything to do with online tech support everything was just like his job and i was just like something is wrong here. This is not an understanding of what's going on. And he got to the point where he almost was like going to leave. And it was just like too much stress. And it was just like, I don't think they understand what's going on. It's hard to convey that of like what you're really asking me. It is very, a lot of uncomfortable conversations that you're going to have, but some type of standard um, would be nicer. Interesting to hear, just have a book like that where it's just like, Hey, I think you should read this. It might really help your church. It's just like the roles that people need to play and why they're not the same person. They are different people. Yeah. And I think like there's that, you know, that understanding there. And then also like that individual spiritual responsibility where like, okay, if you want to serve in the church, that's what you want to do. How are you going to be able to support yourself in a way that's sustainable? So then it's like, okay, start a business and then get it to a point where you create the time freedom where you can give your time to the church so you're not a burden. And I know we've talked before about how Paul said that he worked harder than anybody Mm -hmm. so that he was not a burden on the church. And so it's just like, it's not all on the church, but I think there's like a lot of 
opportunity to be more business-minded and understand that would help the church, but also for people uh, like using your hands Mm -hmm. (laughs) and making money. I mean, I think one of the biggest things that for me was like, I didn't think I could do it. I'm like, I'm not smart enough or I'm not this, I'm not that. And that's where God's like, well, get out of the boat. Like, trust me. And he has provided every single time and it builds confidence. And I think for like that spiritual responsibility, there are people, I don't think everyone's called to be an entrepreneur, but I think that there are, there are callings and skills that people really need to take stock of Mm -hmm. and be able to commit whatever volunteer time they can to the church, not overcommit, but then also like, yeah, pursue mm-hmm. what it is that God's called them to Melissa, do. Melissa, we've got a couple minutes left here. What would you say to a business owner who's a believer that wants to do something more, they want to serve the Lord, but they don't want to be a missionary, they don't feel called to be a pastor, um, what advice or just some practical tips would you give that person to to engage, to take that passion they have to serve the church, to serve God with their business skills, what would you tell them to do? So two things. Number one would be definitely like serve in your church, right? Like, so take stock of like what it is that you love and then give, like serve in whatever capacity you do have, because that's just important. But then number two, there's a scripture, I think it's in first or second Corinthians, but it says eagerly desire spiritual gifts. I think business owners can start to eagerly desire spiritual gifts, words of knowledge, gifts of healing, um, the gift of discernment. Like what are your spiritual gifts that you can flow in, in your business? Uh So like, yes, you give people very practical skills. You give people job opportunities, but like there's this other side where like we could become a little bit more equipped in the supernatural Mm-hmm. So that like it really becomes marketplace ministry mm-hmm. and we are on a call with somebody and we feel the Holy Spirit speak to us for that person and just say, yeah. you know, I know this is really random and really strange, but like, do you by chance, do you have a son? Is he sick? Does he like, yeah. oh, oh, I have a, I do have a son. He is sick. We've been in the hospital. How do you know that? God just spoke to me yeah. and like start flowing in the supernatural yeah, like eagerly start pray and ask the Holy Spirit to start giving you words of knowledge and and flow in that way. Yeah, and that's First Corinthians fourteen one. I just looked it up. Thank you. Good, awesome, Melissa. Thank you so much for jumping on. This has been a fun discussion. Um, thank appreciate you. you doing this, and Stephen again. Thanks for being on, man. Appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. It's been awesome. Bye bye, everyone. See you next week.